0: Have you ever struggled with a terrible case of OCD? Not obsessive-compulsant disorder but obsessive-comparison disorder? Do you find yourself obsessively thinking about the differences between you and him and you and her and you and them? Maybe you notice someone's smarter and they can study for the test faster. Maybe you notice someone in gym class can run way faster than you can, can jump higher, uh, can school everyone when you can't. Have you notice people who are more intuitive at leadership and business, people who are more compassionate and better with children, when we notice those differences in our bodies, in our minds, in our muscles, in our lives, in our income, it's hard not to be obsessive and compare ourselves to other people. You know, often that leads us to insecurity. It leads us to envy. It leads us to jealousy. It leads us to give up the kind of peace and hope and joy that the Holy Spirit is so desperately wanting to put into our hearts. So, what's the answer? How do you not feel insecure when you notice that difference? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us in one of the most famous chapters in the Bible about our spiritual gifts and our differences. He writes Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Just like we're so happy that our bodies have different parts there's fingers and toes and eyes and ears, that not all the parts are the same. Well, God says that's the way to overcome the insecurity remember that by God's own design, your perfect loving Father, the Jesus who gave his life on the cross, is the one who collaborated with the Father and the Holy Spirit to make you different from that person. And sure, they have strengths that you don't have, and they have strengths um, that you might not ever have, and you have strengths that they might not ever have, but what matters most is that the God who loves you designed you just how he wanted to be. And so sometimes when I notice a difference, I like to say this. Different parts. <laughs> I kind of wish I was good like that but different parts. I kind of wish I could talk like that, but different parts. That's the Holy Spirit's remedy and his answer to the envy and jealousy that want to take peace and joy from your heart. So maybe this week, when you notice the difference, you could just say those two words. Different parts. This week, we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to use your imagination for a second and picture with me three gifts right here in front of me. One's a tall, big gift, one's a medium size, and one is a tiny gift. How would you feel if your name was on the tiny gift instead of the big gift? You might feel a little bit jealous, at least if you're like the children that I'm raising and all the kids that I know. We tend to see the differences in gifts and we want the biggest and the best. But what if, on that tag, wasn't just your name, but the giver of that gift? And what if the giver of that gift was God? And the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 these words. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. And sometimes when we notice a difference between ourselves and another person, it's easy to be jealous, and it's easy to envy. It's easy to feel that God hasn't been fair to us because we don't have her body or his intelligence or their talents. What if we just remembered this that the one who gave us our gifts is the Holy Spirit? if there's one thing I know about the Holy Spirit, is that he is holy. (laughs) Maybe that's obvious, but that means he's sinless. That means he can't be unfair. It means he's never trying to punish you. It means he always wants what's best for you and he only gives the gift that's right for you. So when you feel that insecurity, what if you remember that the giver of the gift is the God who loves you so much, he's fixing your eyes on the author and the perfecter of your faith. Could that be a solution to your insecurity? your doubt, your worry, your jealousy? Just remember the Holy Spirit is a holy spirit. Once upon a time, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were having breakfast. God the Father was the first to the table and he sat at the head until Jesus came out of his room, tapped him on the shoulder and said, "Uh, Isn't this place reserved for the Savior of the world? He bumped the Father to the next seat and said, hey, Dad, would you pass the butter with the hands that weren't pierced to pay for the sins of men? Meanwhile, the Holy Spirit was in the corner pouting. Sad that all the people on earth remembered the Father and remembered Jesus but seemed to forget about him. He thought, all these people have, like, necklaces and tattoos of crosses and I get to be a dove? Who wants to be a dove? Yeah, you think that would ever happen? You think the Father is jealous of Jesus? Do you think the Holy Spirit wishes he was another person in the Trinity? And the answer is obviously no. God is love. And the Holy Spirit loves it when you worship Jesus. And Jesus' goal was that you would give glory to the Father. There, there are differences in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And yet, there's perfect contentment and perfect joy. I think the Apostle Paul was trying to teach us that when he talked about our differences, too. In 1 Corinthians 12, he said this, There are different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. That's Jesus. And there are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. That's the Father. He's teaching us about our differences in our work, in our gifts, and in our talents. And yet, he subtly slips in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Maybe he was trying to say that just like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit live in perfect unity despite their differences, we can too. Maybe we can be thankful for those differences instead of wishing silently that we had every gift in our heart and in our life. So maybe if you're struggling with jealousy, you could play this game. What if everyone was just like me? I'm a pastor of a church and when we stand and we worship Jesus Christ, I'm really glad that I'm not the one with the microphone. <laughs> our church would clear up pretty fast and maybe we can do that if it ever gets too full. Now I'm so thankful that person is differently wired by God with a different gift set, different talents, because that makes our church a better place. Think about the same thing and you'll start to learn, like the Trinity knows, that differences are a wonderful gift from God. Please, 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 do not ask my wife about our mailbox. My neighbors actually ran over our mailbox a few months ago and I put it in a bucket with some rocks and for four months, that's where the mailbox stood. It took me about a couple weeks to find the rocks. It took me another month to go to the hardware store and buy a new mailbox. I I tried to put it up once, but it was leaning like a crooked tower in Italy. And so I gave up, put the mailbox uh, back into the bucket, and that's where it sat. Can you take a guess what my talents and gifts are not? (laughs) I'm terrible at fixing things. You can pray for my wife and pray for our marriage. It can cause some tension. But can I tell you what one of my gifts is? Memorizing the Bible. I don't know why, but ever since I was little, I could remember things like few people could. In fact, this past summer, in just one month, I think I memorized over 100 Bible passages. The most I ever did. And now let me hit pause and ask you, what are you feeling in your heart right now? When I talk about something I'm pretty pathetic at and something I'm pretty powerful at, how do you feel? Was there a twinge of pride when you heard about things that seemed pathetic to you that you could do easily? Was there a bit of jealousy or defensiveness when you learned of something that I can do that perhaps you can't? The Apostle Paul wants to give us contentment. He doesn't want us to ping pong back and forth between feeling proud and then feeling envious and then feeling proud and then feeling envious. There are too many differences in this world to live like that. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is peace and contentment. And it comes from knowing what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That's where he talks about the body of Christ, the the various members of the church being like the parts of a body, they're different. And he concludes with this. He says, the parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it, and if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Different parts, and yet we all care about each other despite the differences. Yeah, my church, I told the story of my broken mailbox. And within 24 hours, a man with an incredible gift had it fixed. My wife was very thankful. <laughs> and I pray the next time I get to preach to that man, I can use those passages God has put in my mind to bless him just like he blessed me. So don't be afraid of the differences. Celebrate them from the Holy Spirit who gave each one. We've been talking all this week about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I want to leave you with four simple steps of what you can do with spiritual gifts. Step number one is to learn your gifts. Do you know the gifts that God has given you? Do you know what comes easy to you that doesn't come easy to everyone else? Do you know how God wired you uniquely and beautifully in your mother's womb? There are great personality tests out there, books you can read, or maybe just people you can ask that know you well. What do you think I'm good at? What comes easy for me that you struggle with? Learn your gifts. Then step two is to leverage your gifts. Once you know what those gifts are, put them to great use for the blessing and help of other people. I think of what the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, in verse 7, he said, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. How could your gift be used for the common good? Are you great at working with kids where other people would run and hide or curl up in the fetal position underneath the kitchen table? Could you serve the kids at your church, in your neighborhood? Are you good at leadership? Could you leverage that gift as a volunteer uh, at your church, or at your school, or in your community? I don't know what your gift is, but I know the Holy Spirit gave it so you could leverage it for the good of God's people. Step number three is to love their gifts. As we've been talking all week, instead of being jealous or envious, wishing you had that gift, what if you were grateful? What if you sent a text, uh, an email, a handwritten note? I'm so thankful you can do blank. I can't. But I've been blessed by the gift that God has given to you. And fourth, and by far most importantly, is to look to God's gift. So often when we notice these differences, we feel like we're not enough. We're somehow inferior and we give up the joy that Jesus died to give us. What if we looked to Jesus one more time and fixed our eyes on his cross? That because he cleansed us of all of our sins, our jealousy, our pride included, that we're impressive to God. We matter in the family of God. There's a role that we have in the plan of God. That because of Jesus Christ and his incredible gift, we never have to feel proud, we never have to feel jealous. Everything that we need is found in him. So learn your gifts, leverage your gifts, love their gifts, and look to his gift. That's the way to make spiritual gifts work. We're so grateful for all those who support our ministry with their thoughts, with their prayers, and with their gifts. If you'd like to help spread God's grace to more and more people, feel free to click the link below. And know that you're partnering not just in this ministry, but a ministry that helps spread God's mercy and peace to countless souls around our world. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Thank you so much for investing your limited time to grow in your faith with us. But could I ask you for one more favor? I'm sure you're itching to check out social media or go on to the next part of your day, but you could do a huge help for the kingdom of God if you would rate and review this podcast. Just taking a few seconds of your time will help other people to find time of grace, which matters so much to us because we want people to hear about grace, to hear about Jesus, to hear about eternal life. So thanks for taking a little more time. We pray that God blesses you with a great day and we'll see you soon.